Welcome back to GM's for Hire, everybody. My name is Will Polson, alongside with the usual boys, RJ, Matt, and Jamil. And we're here to bring you the divisional matchups for the NFL wild card, or the NFL playoffs, not the wild card. We just went past that. Uh, I just addressed that. Anyway, uh, going on into the divisional matchups, we've got four games that we're going to discuss here today. Uh, we have come down after one round of playoffs. We know who the, the legitimate teams are. We've reached that point where we've kicked the frauds out. We'll talk a little bit about that, I'm sure. Um, but right now, the standings, if I'm not mistaken, I am still currently up by three games over Matt. Uh, and then both Jamil, uh, Jamil was able to grab a game. He is now five games back. And then RJ grabbed two. RJ grabbed two games and he will now be six games back, only one behind Jamil. So it's a it's a it's a tight race. You may after this be mathematically eliminated, RJ. I'm not exactly uh, sure. I'm not exactly uh, sure how it's working right now, but bearing any uh bearing any substantial downfall by Matt or I, I think that it may be fun to pack at home. But I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad you're still here to talk about football. Well, the Super Bowl is gonna count for five points, so. That's fine. Watch, watch us all go unanimous <laughs> for the Super Bowl. We should have counted all the playoffs as two points. Ah, if only. If only. A little late now. Yeah, can't but, be making up rules now. All right. Traditionally, if if Will wins two more games, no matter you know if, until the end of the season, if he wins only two more games, RJ's mathematically out. Basically, Ooh. that's basically how that goes. Maddie stats of a Maddie stat. Love that. I, I do R, and RJ I and I are never mind. We're gonna get to that here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're going to start off. Let's start off on the AFC side of things. Let's start with the first matchup in Buffalo uh, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. RJ, I'm going to turn it to you first. We saw the Ravens be able to hold back Derrick Henry a lot last week, able to hold him to, I want to say, less than 50 yards rushing. Uh, this week, not the concern being the running game. It's definitely the passing game. How do you think this pat uh, this passing defense is going to be able to fare against Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs? Well, you mentioned, yeah, they they held Derrick Henry to I think like forty yards, something like that. I mean, they completely took him out of the game. Derrick Henry was a non-factor for the Tennessee Titans, and that's why they're going to be watching the rest of the playoffs from home. The problem you mentioned is the pass defense, and if you watch that Ravens Titans game, AJ Brown was getting his on Marlon Humphrey. And you know Marlon Humphrey always wants the number one matchup. So he's going to get Stephon Diggs this week. And Stephon Diggs, nobody has been able to stop him all year. That dude, did. He, I think he led the league in receiving yards, right? He was top five if he didn't. Uh, the dude has been unreal all year. Josh Allen's been slinging it. It's going to be another home game in Buffalo. I saw Lamar Jackson made a comment today about he doesn't want a snow game. I didn't look at the forecast yet, but, boy, that'd be something if we get a snow playoff game in Buffalo. Um, yeah, no, that pass defense for Baltimore, I think they did all right against Tennessee, but Tennessee doesn't have the firepower and the just oomph that Buffalo's got. This Buffalo team can flat out sling it, and they can put up 40 points if they want, weather permitting, obviously, but that Stephon Diggs-Marlon Humphrey matchup, that's, that's the game right there. Matt, Lamar got his first playoff win last week over the Titans, uh, ultimately beating your Titans, who ended up beating him last year. Uh, talk a little bit about how big this is for Lamar to grab that first playoff win going into Buffalo. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's huge. Uh, the narrative coming into uh, the game against the Titans, of course, was that Lamar was yet to win a playoff game. Uh, he finally got that done, taking down the Titans. Uh, and I think from here, it just it can it can boost morale, give you a little bit of confidence. I don't think Lamar Jackson's the kind of got to lack confidence, but uh, you know this is definitely momentum you want to take into the next round. So I mean, it does all things positive for Lamar and the Ravens. Jamil, obviously the big attack from Baltimore is the rushing attack. Do you think the Buffalo Bills defense has what it takes to contain the Baltimore Ravens enough? Uh, no, I don't, honestly. I think the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball pretty effect effective this game. If you watched the game last week, uh, Jonathan Taylor was, was pretty effective in the run game for um, the Ravens or not the Ravens, the Colts. So this week, the Ravens, they come with J.K. Dobbins against Edwards. I think they'll be able to use both of them in the running year in the passing game. I think they're going to be able to be pretty effective against this Bills defense. Now, open discussion for everybody. Did the Bills win that game or did the Colts lose that game? Absolutely not. The Colts 100% lost that game. If you watch that game, the Colts literally dominated all four quarters. The problem with the Colts was they couldn't finish drives in the red zone. Uh, Philip Rivers overthrew Michael Pittman on the wide open touch on the back of the end zone very early in that game and around the second quarter I want to say and then uh, they, they couldn't they couldn't finish drives in the red zone they couldn't get touchdowns and ended up losing the game when they missed a pretty easy field goal from Blankenship anything to add well listen it's the playoffs all you got to do is win by one it's not college football there's no rankings there's no you know eye test or anything like that all you got to do is win by one you survive in advance make it to the next round I, yeah, Buffalo did not look as good as they should have last week, but hey, this week's a new one. All right. The way I look at it with this AFC picture, man, literally the last place team to get in in the Colts was 11 and 5. I mean, every single team from the AFC has been legit this year. Even a 10 and 6 Dolphins team couldn't find the playoffs this year when you're seeing a 7 and 9 team from Washington and an 8 and 8 team in Chicago make it on the NFC side of things. The AFC is legit. There's not going to be an easy win throughout the whole playoffs. And I think we saw that a lot in the first round. You know, even, even when Pittsburgh came out and started fumbling the bag early on, they still came back and made it close. And that's after four interceptions and a ton of penalties. You know, at the end of the day, all the AFC teams have something, you know, they, they, they are competing teams. They are very good over there in the AFC. But nonetheless, Baltimore going to, uh, going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Let's get to the predictions. RJ, who do you have in this game, Baltimore or Buffalo? Uh, you guys know, if you've been following along since week one, I love Lamar Jackson. I've been very high on Baltimore, but I think it finally stops here because we all know why. Matt Perry, what is your uh, opinions on this, Buffalo or Baltimore? I do think it would be close, but I'm going to go with the Bills. Uh, I'm glad RJ mentioned it earlier. I think it will be interesting to see if it snows, to see if that limits Lamar Jackson's mobility even further. I don't know if he's played in a, in a snowy game yet. Uh, that's something to look out for. Don't know what the weather's like, but I'm going to go with the Bills in a close one. Jim Mill? Um, I hear what y'all are saying about the snow. I think if it snows, I think that kind of favors the Ravens because I think they're by far the better team when it comes to running the football. I think it's going to be harder to throw the ball in a snow game. But um, I've, I've been very, very high in the Bills this season. They were my pick to go to the Super Bowl before the playoffs started. I thought they were going to play the Packers. But after what I saw last week, I think the line ends here. I think uh, – this Ravens team is far more dynamic on offense in the Colts. I think if they can get into the red zone, they will definitely score touchdowns and not get field goals. And I think that'd be the difference. I think this is ultimately going to come down to what side of the offense is going to prevail. I think if this is a, a, a colder game, but it's not snowing, it's going to be all Buffalo. I think if this is snowing, it's going to be a lot closer of a game, like Jamil said. But ultimately, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. 
No one circles the wagons. We all know we've all been here, you know, great, great podcast content, by the way, we did that on Spotify. Yeah. Everybody's loving that awkward moment. <laughs> of silence, by the way. Uh, so catch oh, yeah. the YouTube version, go catch it on GMs. That's amazing. You know, GMs fryer on YouTube, go hit there, go subscribe, be 170, be that guy, but uh, going on. So three of us taking the bills, uh, Jamil ultimately taking the Ravens going on to the other AFC matchup as the Cleveland Browns will be visiting the Kansas city chiefs, the number one seed. This is an interesting game to say the least. Uh, Baltimore, or whoa, I already talked about that game. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland came out and put up a, a show against the Pittsburgh Steelers, granted missing some defensive pieces, granted beating themselves in a lot of cases. But ultimately, like RJ said, you need the win and a win's a win. Uh, Cleveland was able to get it done, able to make something happen. And this is a team that is now starting to roll a little bit. You know, whenever you get that first win, you know, obviously that's the big leap. But whenever you're staring into the face of number 15 on the opposition, uh, I don't know how much you're confident. So, Matt, I'm going to talk. I'll I'll talk with you first. Uh, You know, obviously, we've seen the Kansas City Chiefs dominate. They only took one loss, basically one legitimate loss as a full team. Obviously, they sat their starters against the Chargers um, and that was to the Vegas Raiders. do you think after watching this Bills game, you know, we, we've talked a little bit back and forth. Do you think the Chiefs are currently the favorite for the AFC? Yeah, I think from from day one of this season, the Chiefs have been the favorite and they played during the regular season uh, how a number one team would play. Here they are, playoffs, one seed, got the bye. Uh, they have everything that proves that they're a number one team. I don't think uh, seeing the Bills or any other team in this league Play really change that um i still think they're the best team in this league jamil i'll turn it over to you what do the browns need to do differently to pick off the kansas city Chiefs? um i think they need to stick to the same game plan they had um that chubb and hunt you know they love the offense like rj said last week they need to play through them i think they did a good job of doing that and they had enough of jarvis landry sprinkled in to get the job done versus pittsburgh uh coming in against the chiefs uh it's a, it's a lesser defense than the steelers to be honest so I think they'll be able just to stick to the same game plan. They should be able to uh, keep this game very close. All right. RJ, uh, obviously we know Pat Mahomes. We know everybody like that on the offensive front. Do you think this defense has what it takes to hold down the Cleveland Browns offense? I don't because I said it last week. I think this is the best running back duo in the whole league. Um, I think there's an added element of, you know, Kareem Hunt, He was, you know, the Chiefs gave up on him. You can say what you want about what happened off the field and all that, but the Chiefs could have stuck with him. They could have, you know, weathered the suspension, brought him back, and it would have been all good to go. They didn't. They let him walk. They let him leave. And uh, don't don't think that Kareem Hunt's not going to be thinking about that come Sunday afternoon. So I don't think this Chiefs defense is going to be able to contain those two. I just think they're going to have to rely on Patrick Mahomes to go win it for him. Question for the floor. Do you guys think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the four games this week? Um, no, no, I think, I think Baltimore Buffalo actually might be a shootout. Yeah. I think it might, unless it snows, obviously that'll kind of screw everything up. But if Lamar's clicking and you know, Josh Allen will be clicking. I, that could be a very high scoring game Saturday night. I was going to say Bucks Saints, actually, because, I mean, if you get Brady and Breeze firing uh, on all cylinders, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to stop them on both sides, whether the Saints defense is elite or not. 
Uh, so that, that was going to be my pick for it. But I could see the, the Browns-Chiefs one being pretty high scoring as well. I'm going to go with this game because the only way the Browns are going to win is if they keep pace with the Chiefs offense. And the Chiefs offense rarely gets stopped. Makes sense. Fair enough. Tell you what, we, you know, getting to the Saints and Bucks later, I mean, we've seen both of those two teams have pretty great defenses, but we've seen them both bend a little bit. We, we have seen them kind of allow some pretty big numbers. So, I mean, we know the offensive firepower. So, honestly, not a bad pick. And I mean, yeah, Baltimore and Baltimore Buffalo, we know that what those two teams are capable of too. But nonetheless, talking about Cleveland and Kansas City, the defending champs versus the the new hopefuls to the playoff scene for the first time in a while. RJ, I'll start with you. Your pick for the Browns versus the Chiefs. Look, I think there's going to be a lot of Nick Chubb. I think there's going to be a lot of Kareem Hunt. I think the Browns have to just keep plugging away, just keep running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, because if you can hold on to the ball, if you can just own the time of possession and give Patrick Mahomes very limited possessions, they can win this game. The problem is I can't pick Patrick Mahomes to lose to Baker Mayfield. Baker has played great the final eight weeks. Matter of fact, if you look at pro football focus, Baker Mayfield actually has a higher grade the last eight weeks than Patrick Mahomes. So I, I look, I think it was a great story. Them finally getting a win, knocking off a division rival, but I just think Kansas city, man, I, Cleveland's been a great story, but man, when, when 15's playing, you, it's hard to bet against them. Matt, I'll turn it over to you, the Browns or the chiefs. Yeah. RJ said it really well. I mean, we all love a Cinderella story, but when you're going against the Chiefs uh, with that guy under center, uh, you know, there's really, it's tough to question. Uh, I got, I got Chiefs and I got them by double digits, really. Jamil? Uh, I've been high on the Browns all season. I've said it from week one. I thought they were going to have a great season. Uh, Baker Mayfield far and away his best season of his career, but uh, I think it's going to be too much of the Chiefs offense. This should be toward the stop. I just can't believe in the Browns defense enough. I can't do it. I mean, it, it ultimately that we both know that both offenses have the firepower. We've seen we've seen Cleveland put up ungodly numbers here over the last couple of weeks. I mean, scoring 40 points almost on a regular basis. We've seen them drop 40, I want to say maybe three or four times within the last eight weeks. You know, they they've been scoring at an alarming rate. But at the end of the day, if you leave any time on the clock for Kansas City with Pat Mahomes, it's too much time. And it, it can it come down to the last possession? I mean, ultimately, the Browns have to do it that way. The Browns really have to do it by managing the clock. But it's one of those, can they make it happen? Can the defense make that stop whenever they need it? And yeah, they were able to pick off Big Ben four times, and they were able to get a defensive touchdown. But I just... I, I can't believe in him that much. The The Steelers really beat themselves, and that's why I'm not going to ask that question. That really is no debate. Obviously, going up 20, 28 nothing in the first quarter, and two of those touchdowns were not even because of the Browns. You know, with some costly interceptions, the bad snap to start the game. Uh, obviously, Pittsburgh really just kind of crumbled, and, and, and Cleveland took advantage, which you have to do. But ultimately, I don't think Kansas City is going to make enough mistakes for Cleveland to hang on. So... Going into the NFC side of things, we'll start with the the closer of the seeds in that regard. As Bucks and Saints, the Bucks will be traveling to New Orleans to face for the third time this season. The Saints have their number so far uh, as, as of this season. So, Jamil, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, obviously the Saints 2-0, really hard to beat a team three times. Uh, but what 
do the Bucks have to do differently that they've been doing against the Saints to overcome the Saints? Uh, if you look at it, you know, when these two teams played week one, you know, I don't, I don't think you put too much stock into the first game of the season, especially when you didn't have really an offseason. Uh, second game, the Saints kind of just, you know, took it to the Bucks from the start to finish. So uh, I think you've seen since that game and since the Rams game, the Bucks offense has completely changed. Uh, they've run the ball a lot more. They've run a lot more play action. They've established a lot more motion plays. You definitely see the influence Tom Brady has had in this offense. So I definitely think it's going to be a complete different game from the Bucks perspective. But um, while saying that, it's this. I don't think this is going to be like any other third time you played a team because since the first game was week one with no offseason, second game was a beatdown that the Saints didn't have to pop their playbook at all much after the first quarter. Uh, I think this is going to be the truly the, the, the biggest, the best competition we're going to see out of both these teams. I think it's going to be a really close football game. I'll ask you, RJ. Uh, the Saints were honestly in that game against Chicago a little underwhelming. Do you think that they do you think that their offense is a little bit of a concern facing Tampa Bay this week? Absolutely, I think so. Um, look, I, I've sat here and I think I've killed Drew Brees on this podcast. Like, I don't think that he's 100% healthy. Matter of fact, I know he's not. The guy at some point is going to become a liability. When you get into the playoffs, you have to have that guy at quarterback. We just talked about how good the Browns are, but Patrick Mahomes, man, can't bet against him. Like Drew Brees at some point has to turn back the clock 15 years. He has to put that Superman cape on and he's going to have to beat the Bucks. Like, listen, I, yeah, they did not look that good against the Bears. And I don't think the Bucks looked great against Washington either. But this game right here, it's the third time they've played each other this year. I get what you're saying, Jamil, about, you know, week one and then the blowout, all that. But this is still the third time. Bucks fans, Bucks players, Bucks coaches, anybody who's ever stepped foot in Raymond James Stadium is going to be on fire for this game. This is going to be the best game maybe of the entire playoffs. I'm so glad it's the Sunday night game because we are about to see a show from these two teams. Matt, I'll turn it over to you. Uh, RJ honestly kind of segued it perfectly. At, you know, whenever I was thinking of it, you know, the, the Saints were a little bit underwhelming about the Bears, but the defensive unit for the Bucks a little bit underwhelming against Taylor Henneke and the Washington football team as well. Do you think – which do you think would be more concerning after watching the games? Do you think the Bucks defense is a little bit more concerning or the Saints offense? Honestly, if, if I'm the Bucks, I'm – more worried about the Saints offense than the Saints worried about the Bucks team. Oh, wait. Well, that, well, that got, goes together because they're bad and good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think the Bucks defense is more of a problem than the Saints offense. It's true. Breeze under center. RJ has been burying him all year. I, I get it. I get it, but, it's still Drew Brees. Uh, he's still producing. You have the stats from this season to prove it, whether he's healthy or not. Uh, I trust Drew Brees, uh, not as much as Tom Brady, of course, but probably more than any other quarterback in the league at this point. I know the Saints have had trouble in the playoffs, but I do think they have what it takes to at least get past the Bucks, And especially with the secondary of the Bucks, it's probably their weakest point uh, as a whole on the whole team. Um, I'm sure RJ and Jamil know more about that than I do, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be worried about that if I was the Bucks. They need to play very good pass defense or Breeze is going to throw all of them. This is my Matt Perry question of the episode. Uh, so the Saints have had the Minneapolis miracle against them. They've had that, uh, that pass interference call against them. 
what stupid play happens in this game to where the Saints fans get pissed off and go and, and go run all over social media? What what's it going to be? Is it going to be a stupid penalty? Is it going to be you know what what, what what's going to happen to where the, the Saints fans find their way on Twitter? It's going to be uh, when Devin White sacked Drew Brees in the first quarter and Drew Brees doesn't come back for the rest of the game and Saints fans are like, well, we had to throw Taysom Hill out there. Ooh, what do you expect? Nah, That's at that point, just play Jameis because he wants it more. Listen, I'm sorry. The best quarterback on the New Orleans Saints roster is Jameis Winston. Don't stop. care. You got to stop. Stop no. now. Please no. stop. You got no. to stop. You're killing me here. You're really killing me. You can't. You can't. There's stats to prove that Drew Brees is the best quarterback. I don't care if Winston started or got more reps. He didn't. But if he did, it doesn't matter. Drew Brees is the best quarterback on that roster. Nope. Trolling. No, it's bad. I'm not. I'm actually not trolling right now. You're, it's so bad. You can't. You can't do that. Right. <laughs> that's not something you say. I'm that's so just bad. so. That's bad. That's so bad. Um, but well, to answer your question, I think Lattimore is gonna do something stupid, and they'll get mad at him, and that'll hey, that'll, that'll be what. Uh, Lattimore and Mike Evans are probably due to fight and both get ejected. Yeah, correct. But, exactly. Like, correct. Last week's theme. I don't know if y'all noticed. The Bills got screwed out of a fumble, and the Bucks got screwed out of a fumble. Something. Someone will get screwed out of fumble probably this game. I had an idea, and I kind of kind of was going along with RJ about the Devin Bush sacking Drew Brees. I thought there was going to be some stupid play where, uh, say, Cam Jordan comes around the end against one of those terrible tackles on the Bucks, gets a gets a sack. Oh, there's only one terrible tackle. Don't well, don't. Well, then he'll be up against that terrible tackle. Don't, don't please don't he lose, lose one of the best right tackles in the NFL. Into that statement, please. Sorry, he held his own. Donovan Smith. You know, we're, we're, I was show me something last week. I will say that. Yeah, he last did. Last he week. did. Okay, we'll give him that. Okay. But whenever whenever somebody – there's there's going to be some pressure and it's going to be a clean hit. And I thought it was going to be a bogus roughing the passer call that's going to put him in the red zone. And then oh, the Brady's going to cook and then they're going to find a way into the end zone. And then it's, it's a one-possession game. You know, I, I think it's going to be something stupid like that. Last year it was I like a penalty. I like the penalty call. I, I, I like, But I like the fumble call too. It, it, it does run with the theme. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. So, Matt, do you have something to add? Yeah, I got Drew Brees' stats here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Just watch the game. Anything. 24, I don't care, 24 touchdowns, six interceptions, passer ratings over 100, almost 3,000 3, uh, 3, passing yards, which isn't, you know, top five, but it's, you know, that's a solid ratio. He's the best quarterback on the Saints. I don't care. It can't be Jameis. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> All right. All right, let's get to the let's get to the predictions for this game. Bucks going into New Orleans to take on the Saints. RJ, I'll start with you. Who do you got? The last time these two teams played, the Saints came into Tampa and blew the doors off of the Bucks. The Bucks ran the ball four times in that game. Four. That's it. And it was also Antonio Brown's first game as a Buccaneer. Since then, A.B. is the key. Let me – listen, I don't know how far the Bucs are going to go, but Antonio Brown is the key to the Bucs winning the Super Bowl. Not just this game, the Super Bowl. If Antonio Brown keeps cooking and keeps playing like he's been playing, and if they can get Fournette to run the ball like he ran the ball against Washington, I think they go into New Orleans and they get a lot of people pissed off because the Bucs are going to win this game. All right. We got Bucs for RJ. Uh, I'll go over to you, Matt. Who you got? Bucks Saints. Uh, the Bucks obviously have a lot of promise, and they, they've shown that. But if anything from that second matchup showed me is that the Bucks can't hang with the Saints. So I think it, I think it'll wind up being close, but I do I do think the Saints are going to win. 
Jamil? Uh, obviously, you know, I would love to be a homer here and pick the Bucks, but uh, everything is just telling me that, that the Saints are going to win this game. The problem I've had with the Bucks all season is that I have not seen many games where we consistently played a good first, second, third, and fourth quarter. And I think at any time that they decide to have one of those meltdowns in one quarter, that the Saints will take advantage and put up a 14-point quarter, and it'll be too much to overcome. So I'm going to take the Saints in a really close one. I'm this take- dude's wearing a Bucks hoodie, and he picked the Saints. I, I can't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna be a homer for no reason. Obviously, I want the Bucks to win. Yeah, right. I busted out the dick of jersey and the Bears had to take the Bears. I mean, I might eat more right now, but I had to do it. You know. But give me I the- also need to come back and just pick them. Yeah, fair. <laughs> give me the Bucks. Uh the I, I can't go up against playoff Brady. I really can't. Uh I, I, I have a strange feeling in my gut that a running back will run more than oh god. He has a jersey. <laughs> I, my my uncle's a really big Saints fan, so Are at one point, yeah. me? there you go. He's, he's my, one of my favorite players of all time. If I'm being completely honest with you, I'll be honest. I'll be dead honest. I love Drew Brees, but he is not Drew Brees anymore. Fair enough. die. But I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I can't. I can't bet up against uh, Tom Brady in the playoffs. I can't. Uh, I have a strange feeling in my gut, like I was saying, that the Bucks are gonna run the ball more than four times in this game, uh, which would be nice to see. I can't wait to see that. Hopefully, I think they're gonna finally establish a run, as we've mentioned multiple times. It's hard to beat a team three times. It really is. And yes, the the first matchup was it was a close matchup. You know, no OTAs, no everything like that. the The second matchup really put a bad taste in your mouth if you're the Bucks, and I think. Obviously, coming off of that game, I think you know. I, I think you know a little bit more about this team. You've seen them twice now. I'm sure you've watched the tape on the game last week. Uh, last week, the Saints showed that they have some holes and they can be beaten. I think the Bucks are going to find a way to make that happen. So, the last game, the Los Angeles Rams going into Lambeau Field, not a fun place to play uh, in general, uh, let alone in January. But whenever it comes down to it, ultimately. You know, uh, Jared Goff with his broken thumb, it's going to be interesting to see him. It saw he came in and he did just enough to get him by. Uh, obviously, the, the Seahawks played a little bit underwhelming, but whenever the, the the big picture with them is the defense, obviously, you know, the Rams are going to be carried by that defense. That defense is absolutely amazing on all sides. A very underrated secondary. Jalen Ramsey playing as one of the best corners in the league. Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. We all know the name. Uh I'll leave the question open to the floor. You know, uh, does does Jared Goff's thumb concern you in this game? After the way we saw him play against Seattle um, and now going into Lambeau, which I have brought up multiple times, he does not play well in the cold. And I can tell you, in Green Bay in January, it's going to be brisk. It's going to be a little cold. It's going to be chilly. Uh, Does the thumb concern you for Jared Goff? Open to the floor. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, He did not play well against Seattle. Like, you can go back and look at his numbers. Like, he was not very effective. It was just the defense that just stifled Seattle, and Seattle had no answer for it. So, yeah, if if the game falls on Jared Goff's shoulders, congratulations, Aaron Rodgers. But I just think the Rams' defense, it's going to be a good one. Anybody else? Ever? I'm assuming we're all kind of along the same page, kind of Definitely concerned about the thumb. It's going to be an issue, 100%, uh, especially in a cold-weather game. Uh, this team's going to have to rely on running the ball to win this game for sure. But, hey, I mean, this Rams team relies a lot on running the ball in general. Anyways, Cam Akers doing a great job his rookie season, really making the transition to the NFL very well. Uh, which team 
do you think has well that's a actually that's about all right I'll, I'll ask this question then which team do you think has the better running back right now the Packers or the Rams Open well, Akers is by far the hottest running back right now, arguably in the NFL. You know, he's been putting up killer numbers over the past few weeks. No knock on Aaron Jones, but uh, he's been having a good season as well. But I think Akers is running really, really hot at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, I'd say Akers. I think Aaron Jones is a little underutilized just because Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. But, uh, yeah, hottest would definitely be Cam Akers. All right. The Rams going into Lambeau to face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Predictions, RJ, I'll start with you. Who do you have for this game? If this game falls on Jared Goff's shoulders, it will be a blowout win for the Packers. My problem is this Rams defense. I have had one problem, and really just one problem with the Packers since back when we did our very first show after the draft. Aaron Rodgers does not have enough weapons. You mentioned Jalen Ramsey playing like one of the best corners in the world. No, no, no. He is playing like 08 Darrell Rebus. Like he's playing like 90s Dion. This dude is the definition of a shutdown corner. He is going to shut Devontae Adams out. Like Devontae Adams is going to be non-effective in this game. And now we are going to see the big weakness on this Packers team. Are you going to rely on Robert Tunyon? Marquez Valdez Scantling and some of these other hats to win you a playoff game. Yeah, go Bulls, but God almighty, like, come on. If Jalen Ramsey locks Devontae Adams down, like I think he's going to, I don't see how the Packers are going to score very much. All right. So RJ, uh, assuming so I'm picking the Rams, by the way. Go, I I didn't, say, yeah, I'm sorry. The Rams. So I'm All going right. with the Rams. All righty, Matt, we'll turn it over to you. Rams going into Lambeau to face the Packers. Who do you got? Uh, RJ made a good point with the uh, se- uh, secondary of the Rams and how well they're playing. Uh, but for me, the the key point to look at is that uh, left tackle David Bakhtari for the Packers, one of the best left tackles in the league, uh, to my knowledge, he's out with a torn ACL. And uh, the way I see it, that just opens it up for Aaron Donald and the D-line of the Rams. Uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to try to pull something out of his ass. He does it almost every time. Um, but I do think that the Rams defense will be able to overwhelm him. Uh, and overall, I, I do think that it'll be a low scoring game because I think golf will be very limited. Hopefully they go to acres, which would be the right choice. But, um, overall, I do think defense over offense is important in this game. And then I'm going to go with the Rams. Jamil. Uh, give me the Packers. There's no way I'm taking Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Donald's a little bit banged up. I think they'll slow him down just enough. Uh, and, and there's no way I'm picking Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers. And let's see if you do, Will, because if you do, I'm going to be very perplexed. God, what quarterback do I hate more? Uh, <laughs> man, it's just a just a game I'm just going to sit. Two different hates. I, it is two different hates. I'm just going to sit there and snarl at the screen the whole – all four quarters. But ultimately, I think Devontae Adams is going to get his own. I think they're going to line him up in the slot a lot, and that's how it's going. they're going to kind of combat Ramsey. But – Ultimately, I hate it. I'm going with the Rams. The Rams defense is phenomenal. Uh, Banged up or not, Aaron Donald, one of the most electric defensive players in the NFL. I think they have what it takes to get it done. I think putting him in the slot limits Devontae Adams a little bit, and I think they're going to struggle to get their own whenever it comes to the offensive pieces. And I I think the Rams are going to do just enough, and I think Akers is going to do just enough, not on Goff. Uh, But, yeah, ultimately, I think the Rams are going to win this game. 
So that's it for Earlier, this one. You mentioned the highest scoring game. I think this is the lowest scoring game. Fair enough. But that's it for this one going into the wild card round. We have to wrap it up here. So for RJ, for Matt and Jamil, my name's Will Polston. Thank you for tuning in and we will catch you all in the championship round. So y'all take it easy. <laughs>